0: The University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance ECOs.
1: Hey, hey, what is happening, everybody? Welcome back. Today's episode is going to make you want to change your habits. My next guest, Jason Long, has an incredible business coaching business on how to get people in shape in all areas of their life and it all starts with getting up early. He's all about routines. We get into it how he gets up at 4 30 every morning and how important it is for mindset to make the shift in, in your area of your life. A lot of times people don't get results because of mindset and a lot of it is laziness. A lot of it is lack of care to a routine. This was awesome. I learned a lot and make sure you go check out his program. We'll have all of the information in the show notes for you, but Jason Long definitely is going to rock your socks off in this episode. I loved it, and I hope you guys too. As always, hit that subscribe button. At the end of the show, leave us a review, and uh, let us know what you think. Love you guys. Catch you on the other side. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest has faced adversity many times over and is now able to harness it into his own personal power. Growing up as an insecure, overweight kid, he was very hard on himself. He learned a few hard lessons, but was finally discovered Jim Rohn, which was a huge pivotal moment of his transformation. Over the years, he became very successful, but unfortunately lost everything, not once, but twice. He has since gone on to obtain three degrees, 18 certifications in fitness, nutrition, business coaching, along with his lifelong mission of developing health and wellness in his own lifestyle. He has now over 4,000 clients worldwide and has become one of the most sought after mentors in the fitness, wellness space, as well as the entire industry. He is all about embracing vulnerability and helping people embrace their true authentic self and vision for their lives. All these amazing traits have made him a true asset as a leader in the personal development space. Really excited to have him on. Jason Long, welcome to the show, man.
0: Hey, man, Lance. Thanks for having me on today. I'm super, super jacked up to share with you. And uh, I mean, these guys out here in the world, they just don't even know what they've got in you and your leadership. So I'm just grateful to give what I can to you and to your audience today. So thanks for having me.
1: Oh, man, it's a pleasure. And um, it it was great when we had our first initial conversation, we got to kind of know each other and... I was really excited because you got an amazing story and yeah, it's, it's really, really going to impact people. So I really want to just dive back. Let's, let's go back. I want to hear about your story, you know, and let's fill in the gaps of how you got today and, and let's let this thing ride.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, so I, 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 (laughs) sometimes I feel like I hear my story way too often. I get to to tell it so much and I hear it on stage and I hear it in in clients. I hear it everywhere. I post it constantly, but you know, I I learned a long time ago, our stories are what saves other people's lives. And so regardless of how many times I say it, I, I know there's somebody else that needs to hear it. And, you know, growing up as a, a typical Southern boy in a Southern family, um, health and nutrition was not part of our lifestyle. I grew up in a very overweight family. I was the fat kid constantly, and I struggled with that. My parents, in fact, enrolled me in Weight Watchers when I was 10 years old, and it began my battle of a lifelong addiction with food and body image. And of course, like many personal trainers and people who get into the industry, that's what really led me into it was my pursuit to really figure out this whole fitness nutrition piece and despite the fact that I have a fantastic education and lots of certifications, you know, I was that guy in the gym who was the fat trainer and the fat manager and the unhealthy instructor and, and all the while thinking that, you know, my life was great and I built these amazing businesses. And for some reason, it's just like the universe conspired against me every time I thought I was getting where I wanted to go. And, uh, as you said, you know, I've, I ended up filing personal bankruptcy and I lost my business. I lost my homes. I lost everything. And uh, I thought, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with my life. You know, this is all I know. I have all these certifications and people, that's what I'm supposed to do. And so uh, I've always been really good at everything I did. So I've tried myself at like different points of my career to do different things. And it always kept bringing me back to the fitness and nutrition world, no matter where I went. And uh, so I, I had another little stint of period where I, I, I tipped my do- toes into the real estate world and all that stuff. And Had a huge career in real estate and made tons of money and built these huge houses and cars and all this stuff again. And I was like, Yes, my life is finally amazing. I was still fat and overweight, by the way, but I was amazing and everyone thought it was great until uh, one day I lost everything again. I ended up filing personal bankruptcy again, lost everything my house, my cars, all that shit again. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I have no idea what is going on. Like it was that rock bottom moment that you're like what the hell am i doing i'm i'm supposed to be good at this stuff and i'm supposed to know what i'm doing and um I just nothing seemed to work and a really good friend of mine who's a mental health therapist and a personal trainer came to me and said you know what jason the the problem isn't the dieting the problem isn't the money the problem isn't your business the the problem is you and she's like you're just fat and lazy and irresponsible and dude it was the worst thing anyone could ever say—it's like the the gut punch that your best friend just laid on you—and you know, uh, fortunately, she wasn't lying; she was truthful. It was everything I needed to hear, and that was the day that I was introduced to Jim Rohn. And uh, the quote came to me: "The quotes for things to change, you must change." And that quote stuck with me for three days while I binge ate and drank on my couch, trying to figure out where my life was going to go. And I woke up on the third day and decided to put in just Google Jim Rohn and listen to more of his stuff. And the dude changed my life, man. And, and I I realized that even though the fact that he was no longer alive, I needed that dude to be my best friend. And uh, it started my whole change of direction. I began to get healthier and I used it as a platform to to share on social media what I was doing. And for, for the first time in my life, people actually wanted to know what I was doing. And I didn't have a clue. Like that was the stupid part. I was like, I know what I'm doing, but I don't have a clue of how I'm getting here. And it uh, just sparked this whole new business for me of of really helping people get healthy and fit. And that's now been 10 years ago. I lost over 100 pounds at that point in my life. Um, I was an alcoholic. I no longer drink, no more drugs, no nothing. Um, Today, I have an unbelievable online fitness and nutrition business where I can help people in all capacities. And then of course, over the last five years, my business took a a huge turn in coaching other coaches who were in the fitness business because dude, my passion is just, I want to change the whole world about how we think about fitness and nutrition. And I thought it could be done working with that, that kid who struggled and start at the, the bottom, but it starts at the top with the fitness industry. And what we need to do as an industry to show people what it's like to be healthy and not just gym memberships and gym sales. And, you know, that's not how you get people healthy. And so I dedicate my full time now to doing whatever I can to help people in whatever capacity in the fitness and nutrition world to literally change the lives of everybody I can touch.
1: Amazing. It's powerful, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because first of all I want to go back to like having to share your story again and and I'm the same way and I I feel I, it's funny cuz yesterday I was I was on a podcast and and I, he was telling me to share my story and I was like does anybody want to hear this I'm saying it so many times and you really hit 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 me with that cuz I but I, I everybody thinks everybody thinks the same way I think that the more you tell it you think well, why would anybody, want but everybody needs to hear that story because that's powerful, man. Like I'm hearing that again. I think you told me before. And then I'm like, wow, again. So like, imagine somebody that hasn't heard that, you know, and we, we find it hard sometimes to tell our story, but we also get better at it each time too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I always remind myself too, Lance, you know, I've been a personal trainer for almost 25 years and And growing up in a very overweight family, my my family was very unhealthy. And it wasn't until the last 10 years that my own story impacted my mother enough. And my mother's lost over 250 pounds. And I look back and I think if I never told my story, if I never went on this journey myself and I stopped sharing my story, my own mother wouldn't be alive today. Like that's how powerful our stories are. And when you put that shit out there in the universe and think, you know, your own parent, like I... That's my biggest accomplishment I've ever had in my life is to help my mother. And so many people don't have that opportunity to even give back to their parents, much less inspire their parents to change their own lives after 70 years of doing it wrong. Yeah, And then to wake up one day and say, my son did it, now I can do it. And that's that's just powerful. So I'm going to share my story as long as anybody will listen.
1: Yeah, I, I'm the same way too. It's It's amazing how, well, first of all, how healing it is for us to share it. But somebody out there, uh, it's changing somebody's life. It's helping somebody. And for you to be able to help other people, you know, you have to share your story. You have to be vulnerable so that people open up to you and you can help them, right? That's right. It's hard to help somebody with stuff that you haven't gone through or haven't shared. Yeah. I mean, it's. So I, um, I, I really love that, man. And your story is great. So, I mean, I would just share it as much as possible because it's powerful. I wanted, to go, I wanted to go back to Jim Rohn for a second, okay? Now, um, what was it about Jim Rohn that really resonated with you? And what was it that – because you were doing a lot of things right in your life, right? You were, you were creating wealth. You were doing these things. But you said you lost it a couple times now. And there was obviously something that wasn't clicking. What was it that he installed in you that just lit the fire?
0: Yeah, that's um, <clears throat> that's a, a great question to ask because it it is there is one key element to that quote that Jim that, that Jim is so famous for that I I literally say it over and over again because every time I say it, it transforms in my own head what it means to me. But the quote, for things, the, the full quote is, for things to change, you must change. For things to get better, you must get better. And despite all the success I had in my life uh, up until, you know, 10 years, 15 years ago when all my life kind of changed, um, I found success. And every time something went wrong, I always had an excuse for it. it, it my business failed at one point because my ex was an alcoholic. Uh, I didn't have money for this because, you know, another excuse. I was always overweight because my parents taught me bad eating habits. I didn't have any success in my relationships because, you know, I had broken relationships in my family as, as role models. And like there was always an excuse and some type of, of put off responsibility, which, you know, my friend told me that I was just irresponsible. And she wasn't wrong. It was my whole life had been an excuse. Someone else was the reason that I was overweight. Someone else was the reason I lost my home. Someone else was the reason I wasn't happy. Someone else was the reason I wasn't getting where I wanted to go. And Jim's quote, for things to change, you must change, changed everything in my head because now when I wake up and I go, hey, I don't have enough money to do what I want to do, what the hell am I going to do about it? Because no one else is going to give me money. If I don't like my job, who's going to fix that? Like you think your boss is going to change what they do because you don't like it? Or you think they're just going to magically pay you more money because you're not making enough money? Or you think your neighbor at at work, the girl who works in the cubicle next to you is going to not be annoying as hell? So what can you do about those things? It's, it's up to you to change those things. Either quit your job and find something different or stop bitching about it and change your mindset about your work. It's not going to change. So just change your mindset about it. And when I took that that to heart and I started looking at every part of my life and I thought, you know what? If I don't like my bank account, I have to change it. If I don't like my own personal health, I have to get up earlier and go for a run and prepare my meals and stop complaining about All the bullshit that we complain about, why people aren't healthy, all the excuses. And once you start hearing those excuses yourself, and this is probably why my personal um, nutrition and fitness business is so successful. When someone tells me they don't have time or they tell me they don't have the money or they don't have the energy or they don't have the ability to meal prep, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit stories that people tell themselves to not have responsibility for their own journeys the mother isn't late to work because her kids didn't get out of bed. The mother is late for work because she didn't teach her kids to get up and be responsible for themselves. And if you blame your kids for not being healthy or not being on time, then you're, in my opinion, you're a bad parent. You're just telling your kids that they're shitty and you're te- you're making mom unhealthy by, you know, whatever excuse you want to fill in the blank with. So take some responsibility for yourself and, and the decisions that you make Take responsibility for the food you put in your body, for the exercise that you do or don't do. And when you don't do it, be honest with yourself that you just didn't do it. I just, I didn't go to the gym. Yesterday, I felt bad. Yesterday, I had a really busy, hard day. I didn't take care of myself yesterday. So did I wake up today and just go, you know what? I did a shitty day yesterday, so I'm just not going to do it again today. I'm just, you know, whatever. No, I got back up today and I went back to work and did my normal day. And so- Jim's quote, for things to change, you must change. For things to get better, I have to get better. Every single day, I have to get better at it for not just for me, but for my tribe and for the world. I have to be a better person and a better leader and a better fitness person, a better knowledgeable coach in order for me to inspire other people to be better. And so I have to do the work on me. And as long as I stay focused on my job and me Everything else will fall into place. Everybody else will be inspired to do it themselves.
1: Yeah, it's crazy how such a simple quote can just mean so much. Yes. You know, because we want to look for the external validations, the you know, the buy this to feel better, do that to feel better, drink this to feel better, you know, and we're all trying to solve this thing that's gonna just bring us this joy that we're looking for. And It's, it's all about, we have everything we need within us already, you know, and I'm realizing that more and more, you know, I'm just going through a breakup recently. And, you know, I was talking about this yesterday also, is that everything we need to heal is in us already, you know, like the stuff like going out in nature, you know, breath work, sitting there, working out stuff that just to move your body. You, you can really make yourself feel better just starting with the simple things like that, you know? And yeah, it's your daily habits. It's the choices you make. And we're always, I mean, I'm guilty of it lots. You're wanting to blame people for stuff. Like it's like, you got to take ownership of your own life. Right. Like, why did you sleep in? Well, fuck, I was, I was lazy this morning. I slept in. You don't beat yourself up about it, but you understand that, well, you could have got this done at that time. You know, maybe tomorrow, get up earlier. You know, it's like, and I totally understand it. what you're saying is that people just want to make those excuses to make it easier and not have to take ownership. And that must, would you say that is probably the most challenging in trying to get results for people is that they just don't take ownership? Is it more oh. of a mindset thing?
0: mindset. You know, the tools, I I say this all the time, Lance, the tools are out there. You can get workouts for free. You can get nutrition plans for free. You can get everybody's freaking advice for free in the world you want. You don't have to pay me a dime to get the information that you want. What you're going to pay me for is the accountability and the mindset shit that I'm going to give you in order to get you to your goals. You know, so even kind of taking it back to your own personal relationship and I'm, I hate to hear that you've had a breakup because breakups always suck no matter what happens, no matter whose fault or whatever. But it's always important in that place to take responsibility for your own emotions and your own piece of that. And then also to understand that, this is this is a hard one for most of us, but always thinking in the terms of relationships. This goes for personal relationships. This goes for relationships with yourself and the food and the, you know your own values that you have. But you have to take personal ownership for the fact that we're not all guaranteed to be with each other for the rest of our life. For better or worse, till the death do us part is bullshit. And so as long as you're with someone, take what you learn from that relationship and take what you learn from the people that are in your life for that period of time. Someone may only be in your life for a day or a week or a a month or a hundred years. We do not know. And so as long as that person brings value and joy and love to you, Take that from them. Take that what you need and give that back to that person. And when that no longer exists for one person or another or whatever reason, despite the fact that we might not want a relationship to end, we we need to move on from that. And we need to remember what we took from that and grow from it and take responsibility for us ourselves so that we become a better person in the next relationship that we have and learn from those mistakes. Take ownership for the, the bullshit that happened and be like, okay, well, maybe next time I'll do this differently. And, and not dwell on the fact that, oh, I just lost, you know, the love of my life. I've lost the five loves of my life and my life. And I'm better for it. You know, yeah. today I have, the, I have the best husband in the world yeah. right now. And I would have never gotten to him had I stayed with these other assholes. Like I would have never had the life I have today had I dwelled on the bullshit life that I had before. And so when people come to me and they say, "Well, I want to be healthier. I want to feel better." And I'm like, "Okay, well, it's not about the goals. It's not about the goal. I mean, the goals are easy. The goals are I want to lose 20 pounds or I need to eat better or whatever. The the end result only gets there if you become the person who has those kind of goals." So, I'm going to repeat that cuz people miss that all the time. Who are you going to become to be the person who has those kind of goals? Do you honestly think that Lance Armstrong someone like Lance Armstrong, like does Lance, when when Lance was training all the time, do you think Lance ever slept in until nine o'clock in the morning just because he could? Maybe, maybe he did. Like, you know, and once in a blue moon, he was like, oh shit, I just need to sleep in. But Lance gets up every day at 3 a.m. and goes and rides 150 miles because Lance wants to be the best cyclist in the world. Not because Lance wants to just be the best cyclist, because Lance wants to be better than he was yesterday. And in order to become better than he was yesterday, he has to train harder and go more. And and so people don't even think, they're like, well, I I, I hit the snooze five times because that's just how I am. And I don't have time to prep food in the morning because I'm always running late for work. I live in Washington, D.C., where it might take us 45 minutes to go a half a mile across town. And I have people tell me every day they have no time for breakfast. What, you can't get up 10 minutes earlier and and I don't know, make a smoothie or do something like there's so many excuses and people are just like, yeah, it's just so busy and I'm in traffic and all these, all those bullshit excuses. It has nothing to do with the excuses. It has everything to do with about your own personal responsibility and what you do with that. And so when a, when a client says I'm not getting the results, there are several things that I force all my clients to do, regardless if you're a fitness and nutrition client or a coach, I have tracking tools set up for both types of clients first one, for instance, a nutrition client, I will not work with a nutrition fitness client unless they track every damn thing that goes in their body. I I just can't. I can't tell them how to get better if I don't know what they're eating. And so I have uh, my tracking tool. I see when they log in, I see everything that they eat. And when someone doesn't log in, my system notifies me that they haven't logged in today. So at the end of the day, they get messages and go, hey, you didn't log in today to track your food. And if I don't see them for three or four days, I'm going to text them and say, where the fuck are you? Yeah. You wanted results. Why aren't you tracking? And you know what, Lance, what they'll say is, well, I know what I'm eating. I, I just didn't track it. I'm like, well, just track it. Just track it. That's all I ask for you just to track it. Wow. I don't care what you think you're eating. I want you to track it. And there's a reason because that's full responsibility yeah. and they just don't even want to do that. And I'm like, you're paying me a shit ton of money for me to yell at you about not tracking like that's that's really my job but that's the only way people get results
1: it's the ownership yeah you I guess you have to be like that we're so many of us are so soft with our disciplines these days you know it's like it's like we almost need that that like drill sergeant style just to kind of wake us up a bit at times you know
0: Yup. Yup. Like you that, want, man. if you want what I have, you'll do what I do. And that's, that's a, that's a fundamental piece of my entire business. If I tell somebody to do something, I promise you 100% I will outwork you. Like you're not going to outwork me. You're not going to outdo me. And so if someone says, well, do you track? I'm like, here's my phone. If you want to look at my fitness pal, there's like, oh, at least 12 years of data in there. If you want to look at it, like mm-hmm. I've missed maybe five days tracking my food in the last 12 years. Oh, so you want my results? Then you'll do what I do. Same thing with my coaching clients, my uh, personal, my personal trainer coaching clients. Like, they don't want to get up in the morning because they work for themselves, and I hate to say a lot of them millennials, but they are, and so they don't want to get up in the morning. They want to sleep until you know ten because that's what twenty-five year olds do. And I'm like, no, you're not gonna have. You want my lifestyle? You want the things that I do? I get up at four thirty, not because. Not because I'm not sleeping, but because I want to take time to prep my day. I want to read for an hour and feed my brain with good stuff. I want to look at my goals and be clear about my day. I want to get all of my shit done before I ever speak to somebody so that I can motivate and feed them. And I can't do that if I haven't fed me first. Mm. If that's what you want to do for your clients, then get up at 430. At least try it. Try it for a while. See if it works.
1: It's, it's an amazing thing. And I'm just as guilty. I have my best days when I get up that early. No question. I've done it a bit tired, but man, there's something about getting up at that time and just feeling like you've already, you're on top of the world. Like you're awake before other people, you know, and you've got things done and it's like noon and you've got all those things done. or like even 9am and you've got like this pile of stuff and that just builds the confidence, right? Yep. And it's, it's really that I, it's tough, but you, the, that getting up really is like such a, such a huge part to, to building your day and the sleeping in every time it's always that thing. When you sleep in, you just kind of feel a little bit lazy yep. and then everything else just kind of gets a little bit more slack. And then you're like, Oh, well, I'll be slack in this area. I'll be slack there. And that's when yep. you're programming your mind for the rest of the day. Right.
0: Yep. I had a, uh, I do a, a training. Actually, I, I didn't steal this from him, but I, I, I think I heard, heard it really well from Hal Elrod, uh, from the Miracle Morning uh, when he talked about the snooze bar, uh, the snooze button, and it. And I've talked about this for for many years as well. But you know, the idea that uh, when I have, when I have a client that says that they end up not getting up in the morning and they'll hit the snooze button three or four times, and I was like, you, you know. Research shows that you're not getting any more sleep. You're not sleeping anymore in those nine minutes that you snooze, at least not productive sleep. And so if you set your alarm knowing you have to get up at seven o'clock and you, you, you set it for six o'clock and you waste that whole hour snoozing, you're literally telling your brain and your body that you're just procrastinating your day. You're procrastinating even getting started. And so if you'll, if you'll train your brain to procrastinate, even getting out of bed, then you'll procrastinate every other damn thing in your life. You'll procrastinate going to the gym. You'll procrastinate prepping food. You'll procrastinate going to bed. And so people just, they, they mind fuck themselves with this stupid snooze button thinking they can just wait until the last minute to get up. But then they do the same thing and they go, well, I just don't have time in the morning. Well, bullshit, you had an hour of snoozing that you had plenty of time to do what you needed to do. And so I quite honestly Lance even today if if, if I sleep until 5 or 5:30 it's a really it's a really lazy morning for me and I don't even set my alarm my brain just wakes up at 4:30 regardless of what time I go to bed and it just you know and it wasn't like that always one of the things that uh that I do before I go to bed every single night I'm a big routine guy so before I go to bed I have my gratitude journal that I fill in I I had I cannot look at social media or my phone it just fucks with my brain and my eyes. I just can't shut it off. So I have to put that away at like eight o'clock at night. But right before I go to bed, I journal my gratitude journal and I read through my intentions for the day that I set that morning when I got up. And so, you know, in my morning routine, I have these, these things I do. And so at night I reread that list to make sure that I went through everything and got my day accomplished. And the very last thing I tell myself, which seems kind of hokey, but So many people do this before they go to bed. They look at the clock and they go, oh, God, it's so late. I'm going to wake up so tired tomorrow. It's going to be an awful morning. And you tell yourself that right before you go to sleep. So, of course, when you wake up tomorrow, your brain is already thinking it's tired. So I just tell my brain the opposite. I go to bed and I I don't even worry about the clock. I just go, you know what? Tomorrow I'm going to wake up completely refreshed and have enough sleep. I don't care if it's 2 o'clock when I go to bed. I tell myself I'm going to be refreshed and everything's going to be great. And tomorrow's going to be a wonderful day. And at 4.30 in the morning, there are plenty of days I don't want to get out of bed, but I put my feet on the floor and I go and I wash my face and I brush my teeth and I drink a glass of water. That's the key to it, by the way. Brush my teeth, wash my face, drink a glass of water. By 4.35, I'm completely wide awake and I'm ready to go to work. Like My brain just just shuts on and goes, yeah, let's let's fucking take on the day. And I think about that so many mornings. I think about the number of people. And, you know, again, living here in the middle of D.C., I live just a few blocks from the U.S. Capitol building, so it's really congested. I live in a really tight area. And I've got hundreds of neighbors that live within earshot of me right here. And I think to myself at 4.30 in the morning, how many of these people – are getting snooze and being lazy and telling themselves that today's a shitty day and they're not going to accomplish anything. They're not going to be any better today. They're not going to even hardly get out of bed and want to do anything today. And then they're going to complain about how shitty their lives are. Like that's just, it's all around us. And I feel so fucking grateful that I don't do that, Mm. that my life is so different and I get to do what I get to do because of that. And, and people say all the time, you know, you're lucky or, you know, you just, you just hit your right stride. Or I love that these, they're like, oh, you're an overnight success. Okay. 25 years in this business, losing everything twice is not an overnight success. But you know, whatever someone else has to tell themselves to feel good about their own miserable life is fine with me. I've put in the work and I wake up every day to get better at it for the people in my life that want to get better themselves. And it's just, you're surrounded by so many opportunities to not be better that it's, there's no wonder we suffer. It's no wonder our, our world is, you know, why people are so miserable and people are broke and people are lazy. There's it's just everywhere.
1: Yeah. That's man. I can see why you're successful just by what you're saying and just getting up in the morning and having these simple disciplines. Those are the simple things that make up your life. Right. And yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no, um, there's no mystery that there's a correlation between success and the habits that you do on a daily basis, right?
0: Right. That is absolutely right.
1: And it's, I, I love hearing that. And it, it makes me, it inspires me to kind of get better at, you know, wanting to be disciplined at getting up because I know in the back of my mind that is so important. And lots of people listening know that as well. They know that this is super important and that getting up early is, is such a foundational thing. What other, what other th- morning routines are are like non-negotiables for you?
0: Um, my routines are neg- non-negotiable. I have a bunch of them and uh, I'm a big calendar guy. So I, t- I teach this a lot with my clients on how to, how to keep a calendar and how to maintain uh, the non-negotiables. And so things like food, working out and sleep are already plugged into my calendar. I don't, take clients during my lunch breaks. Like I have to eat. I don't take clients when I have gym scheduled. I don't take calls at night. Like I'm, I'm disciplined with those things. And then on top of that, I have, uh, my morning routine is pretty extensive. Um, again, kind of going back to Hal Elrod with the miracle morning, his, his program is if no one's, if someone's listening and they, they want a great place to start, that's a great one to work with. He gives you a great little foundation for a morning routine, but I, I do those things in the morning and then I sit down I journal in the morning, I read for an hour, I always listen to Jim Rohn, I find a, I've, I've listened to everything Jim's ever done, but one of the things Jim says is that you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, and I want Jim to be one of my top five, and so I listen to Jim every single day, uh, I know everything that comes out of his mouth, I hear it in his words, like he's got that crazy little voice, I hear it in his head, I, I just, I love it. Um, and then I have other things I do. I, get, I go for a run every morning to clear my head and just sweat a little bit regardless. Um, and then I come back and get my day started. That's when you know normal stuff happens. And uh, I work through the day. I take a break in the middle of the day. Sometimes I, I do it to just read and re my brain between clients because I'm drained from working with people. Um, and then I go to the gym and take care of the gym. And after I finish the gym, my day's done. I don't work anymore. People are not going to get me on calls. They're not going to do anything. It's it's kind of my download time. Um, I also am really protective of my time with my husband. Uh, we both work a lot. And it's really important to me that um, personal life is very strong. It's it's the way you keep a foundation, uh, build a foundation of a healthy relationship. And so we have uh, planned date nights. We have dinner together every single night. He's a cancer research doctor, so he works a lot. Um, but we spend time together every single day. And then before we go to bed at night, we, uh, we have our own personal rituals that we do. And that a lot of that involves going back and reading again, making sure that we have gratitude journals. Um, I force him to do it as well. And then other than that, things like, uh, you know, Sunday's our meal prep day. Like a lot of people, I I do my grocery shopping and meal preps on a, on a routine. That's all routine. It's in my calendar. Uh, I'm just really systemized with all those things. A lot of people think it's boring because we eat the same things almost every day, but you know what? That's, that's a healthy lifestyle. I can afford to eat whatever I want to eat, but I know that in order for me to maintain my healthy lifestyle, it has to look this way and it has to have these things. And so why deviate from that? Um, if I go on vacation, I'll eat whatever the hell I want to for the, the time we're gone. But when I'm at home, I'm, I'm routined on it. Pretty, pretty strict on it.
1: Awesome, man. Wow. Powerful stuff. This is just like, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this, man. This is, this is awesome. Where, where can everybody find you, man?
0: Dude, I am. Uh, I, you know, I think I'm myself as an older guy, so I am on social media. I'm all over social media, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't have all the cool bells and whistles that a lot of you younger kids have. But uh, social media, uh, I'm can be found on Facebook at Jason P Long. Uh, is my my uh, my profile there, and everything there leads to everything you want to find on social media. Instagram, it's uh, a Lazo Jason. That's A L L A Z O. Jason Um, and then my personal website jasonlong.fit from jasonlong.fit it has two portals one's a fitness nutrition side and one's a fit pro side it takes you to both places regardless of what you're looking for whether it's uh, fitness information you can find it there or if you're a fit pro coach or wellness coach looking for a way to level up your business I've got shit tons of stuff on there we just released a brand new online university that's over currently over 150 hours of material um, that we use to coach our coaches. And I've just released that. That's all part of that. So you can find it on there as well. So anywhere you can find me there, uh, I'm here for it, Bane. I love it. And uh, if I can help somebody, I'll do it.
1: Awesome. We'll have all that in the show notes, man. You got very valuable. You're an asset for people, man. Like this is, this really fired me up even just, just this conversation. Um, people need this kick in the ass, man. And I, I urge everybody listening to make sure to go check them out, check out all the stuff you got, because I mean, there's no doubt about it that you can you can get results for people. Right. And it's yeah, just man. about installing what they need to get it themselves. So
0: yeah. And if you, if you, if you need a kick in the ass, dude, yeah. you want some accountability. <laughs> I mean, we're on opposite coasts, but you you're, I'm welcome to get you up at four 30 in the morning if you need to.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I, uh, I need to start that and it's, I know it helps me. So Um, one more question before I let you go, man, what is one thing, one tip that you can give everybody to overcome adversity, to go on, to become successful in their lives?
0: Dude, the, the, the one tip that I can tell people is that it goes back to how you started this. And that's that vulnerability and authenticity for me, you know, the most painful things for us in our stories are the things that we hide. Uh, we hide so much of our lives. We hide uh, social media is just full of, you know, puppies and glitter and we don't share the shitty parts of our lives we don't share like we think that people don't want to know those things but if if people just open up and become authentic and really really become vulnerable with their own stories and their own struggles you know people people on social media or wherever they're not all going to love you and that's okay they're they're not they're they're going to be people who you know, I'm I'm 100% transparent on social media. I get asked a lot, do you censor your posts? And I, I mean, I live in the United States. I'm very political because I live in Washington, D.C. I try my best not to post uh, my my dislike for our current administration. But at the same time, there's very few things I'm going to shy away from. And I will just put it out there for people because if people know who you really are and they really see your struggles, your tribe will find you. And if they don't, if people don't approve of it, if you don't like the word fuck, you're not going to be my friend. Like I just, I feel that strongly about it. It, it, You're just not going to be in my tribe and that's okay. I don't need you in my tribe. Mm -hmm. I need people who really want an honest person to help them get where they want to go in life and who need some accountability and aren't afraid to do the work. That's my people. And if you're one of those people, you'll be my friend. If not, I, I got plenty of friends. I'm okay. And so just be vulnerable with yourself and be honest With your own struggles and your own journey, and the world will open up for you and give you the direction and what you need. You just have to be open for it.
1: Amazing. I love that. Guys, make sure you check out Jason Long. He's awesome. Amazing, man. I really thank you for your time. This has been amazing. So much value. Be vulnerable. Be yourself. It's what it's all about. Man, we'll have to do this again sometime. I really, really appreciate you stopping by and and having a chat and dropping so much value.
0: Yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed it. I love talking with you. I hope we can do it again. I'm here for you anytime that you need me and uh, sharing with your audience. I'd love it. So, thanks for having me on today. I really, really enjoyed it.
1: My pleasure. Make sure you check him out, guys. Jason Long, everybody. Wow, what a great episode. I'm going to have to go back to that and uh, take notes because that was really awesome. Jason's got a system down. You can tell why he's successful. He's been successful so many times. It takes persistence. It takes dedication. It takes systems. That's what you got to do in order to become successful. You can't just wing it. You got to design your life. We get the opportunity to design it and to plan it and to have systems and to do things properly. And Jason's definitely a guy that can help you out. So make sure you go check him out. Reach out to him if you want support. You want to get part of his program. Great guy. And, you know, he's really, if anybody's going to motivate you, you'll be him and inspire you. So. Thanks again, guys. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. I love you all. Appreciate you. Have an amazing day. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.